The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. So joining us for our conversation today is Clifford Cooper. He's a Master Life and Executive Coach. Clifford, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Pleasure to have you on the show today. And an interesting topic that we're going to be looking at, which is about changing uh, one's career. And, uh, you know, at, at which point generally do people know if they're ready for a change and if this is indeed something they need to do? Okay. Um, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> point um, made. Point made. <laughs> point made. I, you know, every every everybody's very different in their in their journey. Mm. But I've kind of identified about three main uh, reasons why what leads to this. So either you feel like you've achieved a lot, and you're wanting new challenges in your life. You feel like you've you've reached the pinnacle, and you you there's nowhere else for you to go. So you're wanting new challenges, and you're wanting to expand and grow further. Mm-hmm. Um, another option is you feel the complete opposite that you haven't achieved enough in life, and you're uninspired, and you're just sitting, and you're bored, and you want more, and you want something else. And thirdly, you you know you could be forced because you've been retrenched. Um, and that that could definitely enable a forced change of career. Um, or financially, you want more and you need more and you're just looking for something different. Mm. The other thing, um, which is generally the case, but it doesn't necessarily lead to a change in career, is that people are just miserable in what they're doing. Mm. But, you know, they could be miserable in their, in their environment So they need to assess carefully, is it the environment that's making them unhappy or is it their their actual position and Mm. their actual job and actually what they're doing that's making them unhappy? The common thread that I'm hearing come from you, Clifford, is that ultimately changes are based on mostly people wanting more for themselves, wanting more for, for their lives. Well, isn't that? just human nature you know mm. our unconscious our unconscious mind is is always searching for more there's always more to learn there's always more there's always more to grow so um i think that is absolutely definitely a trend but mm. i think i think the bigger trend is stress and unhappiness mm. that mm. that would push people to to change mm. you know uh, they say the magic happens outside of your comfort zone so mm. 
changing. Change is difficult. Look, it's a, it's a big step. It's a huge thing to do, and there's a lot that you need to take into consideration before you do it. Is there a checklist that people need to almost kind of be working through when making this decision? Because the the other thing about you know, stress and, and frustration and unhappiness, as you're saying, is that if it's left unattended for too long, you know, people just wake up one morning and decide, actually, I'm, I'm not going back there without a plan, without any idea of, of what, you know, is going to happen at the end of the month. And then a couple of months later, the, you know, the reality starts sinking in of, of, of some of the consequences of that decision. Absolutely. Or they wake up and they've got heart disease and they, they don't get the chance to change mm. because, because it's too late. Um, look, I say as long as you're alive, you can change. Um, but there's always work that needs to be done. So I think a, a checklist would be you always need you always need to realize that there's more to learn. So you need to study. You need to upskill. Um, you need to plan for your change. You need to you need to know what you want to do. You you know you have to you have to assess is your is your choice viable for what you're able to do. Mm-hmm. For example. If you've never sung a note, you're not going to become Whitney Houston overnight. Um, you, you need to assess those things. But I think I feel that your your main criteria is you need to upskill. You need to realize that you need to upskill. That's mm-hmm. number one. You need number two. You need to adjust your expectations regarding your income because inevitably you're not going to immediately jump to the same salary. Um, you're going to have to be aware that initially you're going to you're starting up again, and you you're going to probably have to take a salary crop. Mm. However, starting up again doesn't mean you're starting from scratch. You always have all your knowledge you've acquired over life, and you know you people people tend to be scared that they don't know where they're going, but we tend to forget that we have knowledge, we have power, we. We have we have grown, we have life experience, and all these things stand us in good stead moving forward. Clifford, j- just on the issue of salary expectations, right? So one would think, you know, if, if I'm spending money upskilling myself so that I can be eligible for a particular job, that job will probably... Um, mean more for me and not less. So is it always a given that if you are switching careers, um, regardless of the work that you've done upskilling yourself, in all likelihood, there will be that drop in in, in salary? I I, I stand to be corrected, but um, I think if you're upskilling in the same industry, then you're in a winning position because you're upskilling and you can move within the same industry. But that would not necessarily be a full career change. That would be a move. But if you're changing careers mm. from an accountant to opening up a home business mm. of sorts that's not related to accounting at all, then you you need to be prepared, mm. especially if you're going from a corporate environment to a self-employed environment. Very important that you're prepared. So plan your transition um, and, and, you know, have extra savings and secure your finances so that, so that you have that blanket to, to see you through until you are earning the same and, and hopefully more. 
I mean, once you're happier and once you're doing what you love doing, um, which is which is vital. We spend so much time at work. You you want to do what you love doing. So once you're doing that, and once your energy levels are at that level, you will be earning more automatically. What um, else is on the checklist, Clifford? Um, Sorry, I, I, I interrupted you <laughs> at salary expectations. So we had upskill that was uh, one of those first up and then adjusting expectations um, for, for, for what you might earn in terms of salary. Right. So as I said, you need to plan your transition. Mm. So if you want to start your own business, um, you want to leave a corporate environment, you want to start your own business, then maybe start it on the side and allow it to grow. And when it's grown enough, then you can make your move. You know, mm. or also you sometimes in, in the corporate environment, you can find a position that's still relative to what you do, but it will give you the new skills that will allow you to jump to that new position. Um, does that make sense? Yes, 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 absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> okay. Mm. So I think plan your finances, be open to change, be open to learning, be, be open to upskilling. Mm. There's always more to learn. There's always more to grow. And there's always ways to do it. And I think as long as you're loving what you're doing, you, will, you can only succeed. Is there an age where it is easier to make the transition and become relatively successful? So uh, what I'm asking is if you are wanting to to um, go and, 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 and make a change in career, is it better for you to do it at 30 versus at 40? Do we have any research that shows the outcomes of the de- of when the decision is made at different age periods in people's lives? I feel as long as you're alive, it can change. Mm. As long as you're alive, as long as you have energy, as long as you have courage. And the older we get, you know, we don't want to we don't want to sweat the small stuff. And mm. we realize we can refi- we refine our search the older we get. I feel you can only benefit at any age. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a prime example of that. Um, if, I, if you'll indulge me, I can tell you my story a little bit. Um, I used to be, um, well, I still am, a musical director and pianist. So I used to work in musical theater productions. Mm. And, you know, so I was self-employed. Um, and just being self-employed, you need to be a special kind of person. On top of that, one month I was working and one month I wasn't working. So I had income, then I didn't have income. So that's challenging. Then you're working with creative people who can't handle this challenge. So they tend to become not nice people. Mm, mm. (laughs) Um, So along this journey, I was searching for ways to be happier. Because here I have this amazing talent. I have this gift that brings joy to people, except I was really miserable. If I had a job, I'd be miserable because I didn't have a job after that job. And if I didn't have a job, I'd be miserable. And then one month I was a celebrity, then the next month I was a nobody. So it's very, very frustrating and challenging. And eventually, along the journey, I did courses in meditation, in breathing, in yoga. I spent time in ashrams around the world, you know, breathe in the love, breathe out the anger. <laughs> and it's all good stuff while you're doing it. But then you get into your day and somebody upsets you, 
You can't just say... And you're no me. longer breathing in love. Yeah, you can't just say, sorry, I need to go meditate for 20 minutes and then I'll come back and maybe I'll answer you. <laughs> you, you know, you want to be able to manage your state of mind. Mm. So I, there I was eventually in the biggest musical that had ever hit South Africa. Um, and I could barely play my keyboard because I had such stomach ache from the stress. And, uh, you know, they're singing beautiful songs on stage. The audience is going, oh, that's amazing. In the meantime, everybody on stage just wants to kill each other. <laughs> so um, I wanted scientific processes now that help manage your brain and ma help manage your mind at all times. And I eventually found the right institute to study coaching at. Mm. And this gave me the opportunity to, to change my life. And... and to be able to see things more clearly and also gave me the opportunity for a new career. So um, I became a coach 11 years ago and at that point I was doing 90% music and 10% coaching and now it's 90% coaching and 10% music and I'm much happier. I choose my jobs, I choose my clients, mm. I'm working with wonderful inspired people all the time and I'm, I'm assisting helping people make these changes in their worlds which is very, very fulfilling. So I had that transition time, but bearing in mind going from playing the piano to pl changing people's lives is a, is a big step. Mm, mm, um, sure. But I, I, did have, I did have a long journey of figuring out how to change my life and mm. how to find my happiness in order to be able to do it. Oh, Clifford, what an incredible story. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for, for, for sharing it with us. And, you know, I, I just wanted to find out from the work that you do, it's been 11 years that you've been doing it now, but just with, the, with your different clients in general, how many careers have people been through in their lives? Um, how many times just is there a, an average that, that you work with where people are like, well, actually, um, you know, more are where you find that in more cases, um, clients have had either two or three different careers in their lifetimes. It's, it's quite an interesting subject that I think, you know, the, the problem is fear. And the problem is, unfortunately, we need that, that thing called money to survive. Mm. So many people just get stuck and stay and don't move and, and, and just get more and more miserable, which is definitely not the thing to do. Um, I think um, people who have changed, you know, sometimes you may change and realize that the change is not for you. And then you return to what you were originally doing. Mm. Or you change, you realize the change is not for you, and you go somewhere completely different. So I think inevitably the first change would be staying in a comfort zone, staying in an area that, is, that people are familiar with. But when they get completely fed up, then they make a complete change. So I would, I would take a guess, and I stand to be corrected, that you know, the most people would change is two to three times. I think by the third time you would land and find what you want. Mm -hmm. You know, as we get older, we, as I said, we refine our search. How do we know what we want to do at 18, at 16? I mean, you know, you pushed into a career and, mm. and, and then you're doing it for 30 years and you realize that it's just everything that you hate. Um, so by the time you're 40, 50 or even 60, you've refined your search and you know where your love is. You know where your passion is. Mm. 
Um, I, I guess then for, 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 for most people, um, there is that period of doing something you might not ne- not necessarily like, but doing it because at the end of the day, like you mentioned, you've got bills to pay, uh, mouths to be fed, and therefore uh, you kind of do it uh, until you you feel that it has sustained you long enough. Yeah, for sure. Mm. For sure. Um, but, you know, the the primary factor here is fear. People People are scared to change. The other thing is, as we... You know, leaders, unfortunately, don't lead. They just break people down and they don't empower people and inspire them to continue doing what they want to do. So it's and and then companies change their value system and it just doesn't align with your values. Mm -hmm. And and you just feel uncomfortable in this environment. Mm -hmm. So you need to identify why you want to change. Um, It's very important that you don't get clouded. Um, just because you're in a toxic environment that you think you need to change careers. Um, I worked with a bunch of um, guys. They were all car salesmen um, from a very renowned company. And 18 of them, I worked with 18 of them in um, one-on-one. Um, on our first session, they all wanted to leave. They hated it. They were miserable. They just hated the boss. They hated the culture. By the time we were done with their coaching sessions, 16 out of the 18 had committed another 10 years to the company mm. because they realized that they love doing what they're doing. They realized that, that that fulfills them. And when they could realize that they could look at their bosses and their coworkers in a different life, they realized that they could be happy and they could manage their lives. You know, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Oh, Clifford, I think that is going to be a good place to wrap up our conversation. Thank <laughs> you so much for coming onto the show today. Clifford Cooper, Master Life and Executive Coach. It's 11 o'clock. Utsile Sako has your latest news.